what emotion are you feeling the most these days? Like which one, which emotion, what emotion is driving you, motivating you, really determining what you're doing right now? I got thinking about this because I've recorded several interviews for future uh, podcast episodes in the last few days. And in one of them, we got talking about fear and it caused me to think about fear versus compassion versus optimism versus you just, I want to, it's something I want to talk about in this episode because I think it's so critical right now in the middle of this pandemic. It not only affects the way we feel, but it impacts the way we lead, lead our families, lead our teams at work. So let's dive into this topic. This is the class your business school didn't offer. It's the training your employer still hasn't provided. How do leaders like us get people to do what we need them to do so we can grow our results and live the life we desire? That's the question, right? This podcast contains the answers. I am Russ Hill and welcome to Culture Hacks. I had the weirdest experience the other night. I logged into uh, Amazon. I, I was on Amazon, which nobody's spending much time on Amazon.com right now, right? Just a, a week or two ahead of <laughs> ahead of the holidays. I know it's I know it's a very unusual thing that I was doing, probably one of only a few people in the world that was on Amazon.com, but I'm just playing with you. Um, obviously, because <laughs> the whole world's on Amazon right now, ahead of the shopping season when I'm recording this, or ahead of the holiday, uh, Christmas, and all the holiday shopping that's going on. Anyway, so I'm on the website and uh, doing s- several things, and so I decide, you know what, it's been, it's been a few days since I've looked up my book, Decide to Lead, my first book, and so I looked it up, and it said that there were only a few copies left and more were on the way. And I just have to tell you, like, it's been such an interesting experience over the last month of launching my first book. And then, and, and, and it's, it's wild because, um, I, um, I'll get people who will order 20 copies or someone will order 15 or whatever else. And some of these people know me because some of them have emailed or text, texted me and said, Hey, Russ, um, ordering 15 copies for my leadership team or, uh, w- one person said 70 copies for leaders inside their organization, 70 copies that they ordered. And it's just, it's just a, it's a really interesting feeling when that happens. Like it's humbling. It's exciting. It's gratifying. It's, it's just, it's just wild to, to go through that experience. I know, you know, it's funny because people <laughs> like Simon Sinek or um, John Maxwell, or just fill in the blank with an author who's well known, right? I'm mentioning a couple in the business world, and and they would listen to me say that, like it's so inter- it's so gratifying when someone orders 15 copies of your book, and they sell like 15 copies in a in, in like half a second, right? Every half second they're selling. Uh, that many copies, but this is a whole new world for me, and uh, and you got to start somewhere. And so for me, that's that's been a really cool experience um, to see that that kind of demand, the hundreds of copies that have sold in just the first month. And keep in mind, you know, I'm a nobody. I'm I'm just some dude who's trying to figure out how to lead people and how to live my life and yada yada. So anyway, thanks again to all of you who ordered it. That there, I, I haven't talked much about it, but. Um, I actually have a second book <laughs> that just came out when uh, when I'm recording this, and I haven't announced it, and um, 
And it's written for a very specific group of people. In fact, it's written for mostly corporate corporate uh, leaders inside corporate America or inside corporations around the world who are dealing with this this new um, life of trying to lead teams virtually. So it's not a book that would have wide appeal as far as everybody, um, but it but it it does have specific tactics. And I, I wrote it with two of my two of my colleagues at our firm. And, um, we, we put, we put some energy into it and split up the project. And I'm, I'm just thrilled on how fast we've been able to bring this to market. So I'll talk more about that in the weeks ahead. We're just in the very initial stages. It went live on Amazon this week. We're not promoting it yet because we've got to get some, some groundwork laid. Um, it's kind of interesting that whole process and I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking about this in just a second, but maybe some of you are interested. You, you, you want to have a certain number of reviews, on a book or on a product um, on Amazon before you really start announcing it or sending people to it. Otherwise, you you post something on LinkedIn about your new book, people go to it, it's got zero reviews. So, so what belief do they immediately hold about your book, right? It's lame, nobody's read it, and they're probably the only human being who actually saw your post and who who is interested in your book. So you don't want you don't want to give people that experience. So you you kind of jump started a little bit. And every, I've learned every author does this and so they, they aren't fake reviews. At least I don't I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but these these are people that ha- you've given advanced copies of the book to or a product or whatever it might be that you're selling on Amazon or wherever um wherever people can review things and so um, you, you send it out and then Amazon, you may or may not know this when you post a, I didn't know this until I published my first book like just a few weeks ago, but when people write a review, it doesn't, it doesn't post immediately. And Amazon really holds on to them, especially for the first few days that a product or book is, is listed on the website because they, they want to make sure that you aren't spamming them, that it's not fake accounts. And so for instance, this new book, we, that my my a couple of my colleagues and I uh, have just published this week. I know for a fact because we've gotten emails that we, we've got over twenty, maybe even thirty reviews so far. But if you were to look up the book um, on Amazon, you would only see two or three reviews right now. But yet, I know over twenty people have posted reviews already. Amazon holds on to those and they kind of let them go over time. And because they, they want to make sure it's legit, which is super frustrating in some ways if you're, if you're the person trying to launch a product or a book. But it's at the same time as a consumer, I appreciate that. Right. Because then, you know, someone can't launch a product on Amazon, put a, put put 200 fake reviews on it. And three hours later, you're buying a product that's a scam. They don't they they, they police that, which is kind of cool. So anyway, more to come about that that second book. Um, and and right now, I'm mostly promoting or talking about decide to lead the initial book about the four questions anyone who wants to lead others must answer. That's the first book. And thanks to everybody who's who's gotten a hold of it. Okay. Uh, let's get to the topic I want to talk about today, which is emotion. What emotion are you feeling the most of right now? So we're in the middle of this pandemic. The vaccine is now one of the one of the first vaccines is now shipping, but it looks like it's going to be a long time before uh, us everyday folk are able to get access to it. Right? 
Um, and so it's going to be months. Uh, I, I don't work in a doctor's office. I'm not a police officer or firefighter. I'm not a school teacher. I'm not, you know, so I, I'm like at the bottom and I'm not 80 years old. So I'm at, like at the bottom of the list. I'm not diabetic. Don't have. So you would, you would anticipate that I, I'm nowhere near the priority and all these people are going to be in and, and, and justifiably so, right? I want them it makes sense to me that that those folks or those people are ahead of me in line. So you, at least we've got some progress in fighting the pandemic. Um, that 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 it looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I guess is what I'm saying. But we're still in the throes of it. And so in the middle of this, I I was talking to somebody, interviewing them for the podcast um, this week. It was one of several interviews that I've done. So I'm super excited to get out to you in the next month or so. And this person was talking about all the fear in society. And, I, and it caused me to think about how much fear am I experiencing? And I, and I want you to divide this up into a few different ways to think about it. One is in your personal life. And the other one is in your professional life, in your business life, right? And, and so how much, how much fear am I feeling in leading my family? And in, in the behavior that I'm demonstrating and my kid, my kids and my wife would probably say to you, yeah, Russ has got a decent amount of fear. And I don't, I don't know if that's true. Cause I'm, cause I'm, I, I read, I try to stay up to date on the news about the pandemic and, and I try to make smart decisions and kind of, kind of uh, adjust my behavior a little bit based off of how the uh, how how wide uh, the the pandemic is spreading in a given week or month, and so we're not we're not on the I don't think we're on the extreme end of fear where people who aren't letting their kids play with the neighbors or aren't going out anywhere or aren't doing anything and I mean I'm going to the gym every day and our kids are going to public school and we've got other kids over in our house and we're going to church every other week and and we're doing all of that with masks on. We're doing all of it in, you know, distancing where we can. But I mean, how much is my 11 year old distancing and how good of a job is he doing um, with his mask? I don't know. And my kids in high school, how how much are they distancing and all of that? So um, but we're avoiding things where there are lots of people. So in other words, like we um, there was a situation where we could have had dozens and dozens of kids over at our house a few weeks ago and I wasn't in favor of it. I'm like, that's too many. I'm okay with five or six kids, uh, friends being over in the house, but I'm I'm not okay with 20 or 30 or 40. Um, that's just, I think that's unsafe. So how much fear am I feeling? Well, I don't know. I, 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 I feel a little, I feel some, I don't know if I'd call it fear, probably more caution. I'm trying to be smart. And, and then you see other people who have like resentment. Instead of feeling fear, they feel resentment. And they feel anger and they feel they feel all of those feelings. And these are the people that, man, darn it, they're not going to they're they're not going to wear a mask into a grocery store and and unless they're someone pulls them aside and demands they wear one because they're angry. They're they're frustrated and 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 they're upset at their freedoms being taken away. Right. So that's the emotion that's driving them is anger. And, and, and some of those people, you know, are our friends and, and people that I know and, uh, and think highly of. And yet it's interesting because they're, a, they're bugged by all the people who are full of fear. And, and, and yet I think they're driven by anger and they would say, well, I'm not angry. Really? Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. 
and that's for them to determine, but they're, they're driven by something. And, uh, and then you've got other people who are just totally optimistic. And so they're cautious. And I, I, I try to be in this game. I, I'm trying to be cautious and I'm trying to be optimistic and, and positive and, and all of those things. And it's just so interesting in, in the political environment <laughs> that we've had going on with, um, with a, a fair number of people demanding that this election wasn't fair or, or real or accurate or, or whatever. And then other people who are, um, anti-mask and anti-whatever. And then you've got, I mean, there's just so much emotion on, on all sides. And I'm not, I'm not here to say which person is right. And uh, I'm not about to go on so, social media and post my opinions because I've done a little bit of that. And woo, man, did it take about half a second for me to get filleted um, by, by people that I respect. And I realized, okay, yeah, you can't really express your opinion in, in this environment, whether it comes to politics or whether it comes to the pandemic or whether it comes, what, what, or health or whatever it might be. There's just so much emotion. And so I, I, I'm not in this, in this podcast episode going to advocate one particular emotion because I don't think it's my place to do that. Right. And, and besides I upset half of you, uh, no matter what I say. So if I said, just wear a mask. Come on. It's not that big of a deal. Man, I tick off those of you that feel like, well, have you seen the research? Have you seen the data? Masks are, they're, they're, they're killing people. And they're actually, it's worse to wear a mask than it is to not wear it. So I'd upset those people. And yet if I said, don't wear a mask, then I'd tick off that. And then if I, you know, no matter what you say, you just, it's so interesting how angry, how bugged, how fearful, how, um, just so many different emotions that are driving us right now. And so I just think we need to be conscious of it and, and make sure that we're making that decision and that we need to be real. So in other words, if I'm, if I'm not going anywhere, I'm not allowing my kids to play with anyone and I'm being super restrictive about everything in my life. And, and I'm real worried about, uh, let's take this back from personal to, to work if I'm super duper concerned about the next quarter and am I going to have a job? And I'm not saying those, those fears aren't justified with some of us, right? Or you, you may be feeling that and it's totally justified because you, your job's on the line. You could be out of work in a, in a week or a month, but we just need to acknowledge if we're having those, if we're having those feelings and thoughts, we need to acknowledge we're driven by fear. Like that's the emotion that's really, um, driving us at work and in our personal lives. And if, if we're on the other end of that spectrum, we're, we're totally denying reality or living in some false reality, then we need to acknowledge that too. I, I've never seen, it's so interesting, especially with my media background, my experience of years and years, you know, almost two decades working in the news media business. It's really interesting to me how um, how life has changed. You really can live in whatever world you want to create. And and I, I'll go back to the political scene for just a second. Um, you know, I have friends and family members who family members who are absolutely convinced that this election was stolen from Donald Trump, like that widespread fraud, tons of crime absolutely he won like they're convinced of that 
And then, and then I'm around other people and I, and I, I'm aware of people who feel the exact opposite. Like what fraud? Like are you, you gotta be kidding. And both of these camps, both of these groups are a hundred percent confident. They're right. They are living in completely different worlds. And, and, and it's interesting cause I follow, I follow, um, some journalists um, and, and political reporters on Twitter. And then I follow some conservatives and, um, and yeah, some conservatives on, on, uh, on Twitter and you, you, re- you, you see their tweets pop up in your feed and it, they really are living in different worlds. Like the, the, some of the news media people and more left leaning folks. I mean, they, they are, they just think these the people who view it differently than they do are complete idiots. Like, absolute idiots they can't understand at all why someone would would feel the way they do and then the conservative people i follow feel the same exact way about the other folks about the left-leaning and media types they feel like wow they're total idiots like there's no middle ground or hardly any middle ground at least with the people who are speaking up and and you have to just be careful because man you you post a tweet or you post something on Facebook and you take a position on anything political or mask related or um social distancing or whatever and you just have to be prepared because <laughs> you are going to be it's it's just wild and it didn't used to be this way it didn't used to be this way months ago and my my big concern now is that we're not going to go back that this is the new this is the new world and even when the I'm, I'm really hopeful that i'm wrong and that once things calm down and a pandemic goes away and you know people can breathe a little easier literally and figuratively i'm i'm re- and the political climate cools off a little bit which i'm hoping it will do um, and people go on vacation again and they get distracted by things and, you know, kind of that, that life returns. I'm hoping that the mood calms down and that people go, Oh, I remember when we used to have conversations with people that we disagreed with and we, we kind of didn't mind it. And I, I remember when I used to ha- talk to people and they, they feel felt differently than I did. And I, I was interested in their opinion. And I actually wasn't a hundred percent sure I was right about everything in life and that I was the expert on everything that I have an opinion on. And I actually like being around people who view things differently politically. And, and I, I like the, I, 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 I am a, let's, let's just be hypothetical here. I'm a huge advocate of a mask and I like, I like, I like hearing somebody and having a conversation with someone who thinks a mask isn't effective. And I, I don't hate them and I, and I don't feel ill will and I don't want to poke their eyes out with a pencil, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, man, I hope we can go back to that. And I, and I think those of us who are in that middle area and who can kind of see both sides, I, I think we're going to have to speak up more. And, um, and, and I, I don't know what the solution is. I'm just thinking out loud here. You all, maybe you're experiencing some of these same emotions. I just think, I, I think we need to be, we need to be aware of what emotions driving us. Are we full of rage, like anger? 
That's what's driving us. We're spewing it. Or are we full of fear? And that's what's driving us at work or at home. Or are we optimistic? But And are we optimistic to, to where we aren't living in reality? <laughs> we're, not, we're not reading the facts and we're not aware of what's real out there. Or are we, I, I just, I just so curious as to what's driving us. And so this interview that I did, this conversation I had with somebody, you'll hear more about these interviews in the, in the weeks to come, obviously, as they come on these episodes, but it got me thinking a lot, um, about, about what emotions are driving me. I hope you all that were, were able to relax a little bit and were able to, um, were able to respect and honor um, the opinions of other people, especially when we disagree with them and just kind of tone it down a little bit and, and realize that they're really, really good people who view things very differently than we do. The beliefs we hold are based off of the experiences we've had and the experiences I have had have been different than the experiences you've had. There's nothing wrong with that. And so when you, when you feel another way or a different way, it's not my job to attack you. And, and, and it's not your job to do that to me either. And so hopefully we can be, we can be the solution that we're looking for. Right. Um, the, the only, and I, and I'm, I'm not sure what that looks like as I wrap this up. I'm, I, I, I've been silent. Like I've, I've kept my voice quiet on a lot of things, especially on social media. Um, when it comes to political things, I've got strong opinions and I think, I, I think I'm right. I think they're based on fact, but I wouldn't dare post them. Um, cause I would make so many enemies. People who respect me would no longer respect me. Some of them because they disagree with me politically. How crazy is that? Or I, I have strong opinions about masks and about precautions and about, um, about what, what, what might be best right now in the middle of a pandemic, but I don't dare voice it. I don't dare say it. I don't dare write about it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. I don't dare bring it up to you if we have a conversation um, seeing each other somewhere or because I, I, I know I'll alienate so many people. And, and, I, and, I, and I think you should be totally free to live how you want to. So my position, my, my strong opinions in some of these areas, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not trying to convince you to hold them. They're right for me. And I totally respect what's right for you. And, uh, and I, I hope we can be the solution. So right now my solution is stay, stay quiet. Um, don't put your head up too much. And I, I, I hope that doesn't last long because I just think that's not a good place um, for all of us to be in. So anyway, just some random thoughts as we are in the middle of the holiday season. Um, if I don't have a chance to, to talk to you before, if you don't have a chance to listen to another episode before Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, everyone. It's the most significant day on the calendar, uh, in my year because of my faith. And, uh, I have super strong beliefs about it. And I, I know some of you share those beliefs, and I know some of you absolutely don't. You 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 feel very differently about it. For me, um, this is a celebration, a time of year where we celebrate miracles and a star that appeared and a sign that was given, promises that were kept, and hope—a reason uh, for hope—and uh, and and an opportunity to change and an opportunity to learn and to grow and to 
to be different tomorrow than we are today. And that's what this season represents for me. And it's significant. And so if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you're able to spend it with some people who you love. And um, if you're listening to this episode at the time I'm recording it, if you're listening to it in the middle of the summer, well, I hope you're <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the heat. Um, but but and if you don't celebrate Christmas, but you celebrate some of the other holidays that are on the calendar this time of year, I I, I wish you a hap- happy holidays, and I hope that that you're having a, a, a fantastic season as we wrap up this most um, unique year. A year of so much growth, a year of so much change, a year of so much unpredictability. Um, I am convinced that we can be better people because of the year we've just we're, we're finishing up. This year has given us all an incredible opportunity for growth, and I'm going to talk more about that in the next episode. By the way, one quick last note: I haven't been I, I've been a little bit slow in getting these episodes out, and and that's. I'm not going to give you the excuses. The book that just came out had an impact on that and some other things. But um, so hopefully I'll get back on. I'm planning to get back in the cadence of two episodes a week, but I've been a little negligent on that in the last two weeks. So for those of you who um, who listen all the time, listen to every single episode and you listen when they right when they come out. Um, I, I don't want to ignore that. I acknowledge it. And uh and I'll do better. So Merry Christmas, happy holidays, more episodes coming out in the next few days before that ho- those holidays. But I wanted to say that just in case I don't get a chance to catch you between now and then. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.